Listener Production. Why are bank stocks still weighing on our share market? And which Aussie lithium miner could soon become one of the world's largest? Good afternoon. I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's the 11th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, when are the losses going to stop? Another down day for the Aussie share market. I know, Stevie. It's very disappointing. But on a note, I want to spoil it very early. We're still on track to lift this week. So that's the good news, but I gave that away a little bit early today. Uh, The Aussie market, it fell for a third straight day, as you said, but not by much. The ASX 200 index edged lower by four points or less than a tenth of 1% to 7,252. And this came after a mixed session on Wall Street overnight. We had inflation data coming out. The headline annual inflation was a little bit lower than what markets were anticipating. They were expecting to see a 5% annual rise, but what we got was 4.9. So a little bit lower than expected, which means we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And that's super important because it's one of the main things that the Federal Reserve, the US equivalent of our Reserve Bank watches when deciding what to do with interest rates, five weeks away from their next decision on rates. But this is exactly what they would have liked to see. Last year in the US, inflation got to 9.1%. So the fact they've got it to 4.9 so quickly is a good sign. And I'll quickly touch on the Aussie market as well today, because you're right, a small loss only, right? Not much, four points. We were down seven times as much a bit earlier in the day. And this is a trend actually for the past three days now. The market's been struggling most early over the course of the morning and then managing to bounce back in the afternoon. So that can actually be a sign that there's a little bit of enthusiasm in there, that buyers are jumping in and adding a bit of support. And that's one reason why you know, market might do okay, depending on what happens tomorrow. We might snap that nasty losing streak for the week. I don't know if my feelings are correct, but I yes. feel like we're going to be able to cross over into positive territory for the week. I don't want to speak too soon. Um, uh, <laughs> I no am an comment. optimist. <laughs> we'll wait till we speak tomorrow and we'll, we'll see what happens at that point. How do the different sectors do though? We had six of 11 sectors rising today and that's why it was only that marginal fall there. Mm. We had the tech sector lifting most though. It, it lifted by about one and a half percent. And we had other winners, including telecom and consumer discretionary. But utilities was absolutely the worst performer today. Um, they were pulling back by about one percent and materials fell too. And that was that was dragged down by BHP, despite the lithium miners being quite strong today. Yeah. And I think that's a good point as well, that it was at really a handful of stocks that did most of the damage today. BHP, Rio, Fortescue uh, in the mining space, uh, which happened to be our three biggest miners as well. And then Westpac, which will pay out its biggest dividend in four years in late June. And today it came under pressure because it was the cutoff for eligibility to to that payment. That's been a bit of a trend for the past couple of days with some other banks doing the same. Yeah, we had NAB yesterday and Westpac's dividend will be a nice chunky 70 cents. So those of you that own this stock and are eligible for that dividend, you'll be in for a treat, I guess. Um, But if we look at what the stocks did today. There was a lot of company news once again, as as same as what we saw yesterday. Orkham was the best performer today. They were up about 15%. They're our Aussie lithium miner. They announced a merger with a smaller US-based company called Livent Corporation in a deal which cost about 11 billion US dollars. And this merger could create the world's third largest lithium producer. And that comes after Albemarle, which is the the biggest, and then SQM. But 
keep in mind, Orkham wasn't always this big. They actually had another separate merger back in 2021 with two ASX-listed companies, a Brisbane company, a Perth company as well. Um, but shares of Livent overnight were up 5.4% roughly, and that's on the back of this news as well. So for those of you that hold lithium shares and are eligible, you'll receive one share in the new company for each Orkham share that you hold. But the reaction that we saw in the lithium space was pretty significant. We saw basically all of the lithium miners lifting. Pilbara was up 5%. Core was up close to nine, Sayona Mining up close to five, Liontown up Syra. That's one that we've spoken about recently. They're actually predominantly in the graphite space, but that's also used in batteries for electric cars. And that share price has been under pressure recently, as I mentioned, but today that also lifted. Yeah, so four of the five best performers were companies that produce battery materials, if you will, or, you know, that are used in electric vehicles and, and other batteries as well. Liontown, which also rejected a, a $4 billion offer from Albemarle recently, was another standout. Lake Resources, as you said, was a very strong performer. Now, Lake Resources is a company that develops lithium brine projects in Argentina. So kind of similar, I guess, to Orkham in some way. So it was one of the, the even better performers. And one of the reasons why you might see strong uh, improvements across the, the whole space is it gets some people thinking about, oh, is this stock potentially going to receive a takeover offer as well? What might come from other companies? So there's been definitely a bit more takeover activity and offers being thrown around recently than we've seen in the past. Graincorp was another stock, I think, that received quite a bit of attention today. It was the third best, 10% higher. It's a grain handler. The reason why it rose, it upgraded its profit goals for the year. It thinks it's going to see about 220 to 260 million dollars in profits over the year. That's about 40 million bucks more than what it said just three months ago. And also the reasons it put this down to were two big things. The first, another bumper harvest on the East Coast. And secondly, the war in Ukraine, which is seeing continued demand for grain because that part of the world has seen a lot of disruptions. Next, DC. Now, this company is a data center operator. They went into a trading halt this morning and they've remained there throughout the day. So a trading halt can be anywhere up to two trading days. And then after that, it may go into suspension because two days is the maximum. So they released a massive capital raise today, $168 million to be exact. And they're going to use this money to develop two new data centers, which will be in Malaysia and New Zealand as part of its regional expansion strategy. And on the back of this, it expects to have better than previously anticipated financial year results. Yeah, Silver Lake was another stock that received a lot of attention, not for the best reasons, because it actually fell 6% today. It was the worst performer. It basically made a revised bid to buy St. Barbara Mines or some of St. Barbara Mines assets. This is another gold mining company in WA for about $700 million. So it outbid another gold miner or miner called Genesis Minerals, which did not have a good day. It went backwards. So a lot going on in that space as well, as far as takeovers and, and offers being made. Orica, another company that released some news today, they released their first half results. It reported a net profit of about $123 million in the first half. And this compares to a loss at the same time last year of $85 million. So a pretty drastic comeback or a swing in the right direction. So we saw its shares lift about 1% on the back of that. Yep. We had Center Group, another stock that managed to actually fell back a little, but uh, this is a company that operates the Aussie and New Zealand Westfield shopping centres and it said it remains on track to meet its profit goals. So in four months, 
as far as foot traffic goes, there were 163 million customers visiting the shopping centers, 20 million more than last year. And I've got no doubt you've been there a few times. I have as well. That was definitely me. Yeah. That's definitely you. And also I should mention at KMD Brands quite briefly. This is a company that owns a number of brands like Kathmandu, the adventure retailer. It named Kathmandu's new chief executive, the former Asia-Pacific head of Crocs. I'm not sure if you rock the Crocs. They're quite fashionable these days, Do you Stevie. Think so? Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah, they're a bit of a trend, actually. Okay. I don't own a pair, but sure. it's definitely on the shopping list. Well, okay. Don't buy me any, please. <laughs> Thanks very much. Property group company Goodman Group was yet another company that upgraded its expectation for the full year after it delivered strong results. And CSI was down again today. It was the eighth worst performer after yesterday's disappointing results and a poor outlook for its aluminium segment, which we mentioned in yesterday's podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and have a listen there. But looking ahead to tonight's TV, what do we have to look forward to? Well, Laura, thanks for asking. Two things in particular we should be on the lookout for, actually. The first will be a likely interest rate decision, a hike rather, in the United Kingdom. So that's the first thing to watch. Anytime we get rate hikes or a lack of rate hikes globally, especially in the bigger nations, markets are watching. And secondly, there'll be an update on business inflation in the US, basically the change in prices that businesses are paying for stuff. So last night we had consumer inflation, the change in prices that we're all paying for things. <laughs> and our business inflation. So both of those are quite important and there'll be components into what happens to interest rates potentially in five weeks' time. But over here in Australia, not too much to mention, a little bit quieter tomorrow, but maybe some company news. There could be. That's probably going to be the, the big thing to watch, but we're up about a third of a percent so far this week. So as long as we can avoid a decline tomorrow of around a third. I'm going to be a happy chappy. You will be a very happy chappy and I might be as well. So I guess we'll do this again tomorrow, Stevie, and we'll see who's right. Let's, Laura, have a great evening and please tune in tomorrow to the next morning update. See you then. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.